Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. We have a wonderful life study ahead of us today, and Dick Taylor is kind enough to join us once again to get into it with us and to enjoy it with us. Dick, welcome back. It's nice to see you again. Oh, nice to see you again too, Chris. Good to get into this life study together. Well, we have a very interesting story today. But, as always, there's much more here than just a story. Jacob has had an all-night wrestling match. Witness Lee is going to give his own introduction today, but briefly, the context of this story reveals that Jacob is very fearful of his brother, Esau, when God engages him. Why was Jacob so fearful of his own brother, Uh, This is quite a scene. Jacob is in a very unusual situation. Behind him is Laban, and in front of him is his brother Esau. And he's heard that his brother Esau has not only himself but 400 men with him. So Jacob is scared to death. But why is he scared to death? Because he knows that Uh, His realization is that Esau and his 400 men are going to smite him, even to kill him. But uh, he's very conscious of this because why? Because to get into this situation, he cheated him, he lied, he stole, he deceived just to get the birthright. He stole the very blessing that belonged to Esau. And uh, no wonder he's in this situation of fear and trembling, scheming and planning and arranging and devising. Uh, He's extremely fearful of his brother because of what he had done to his brother. Twice he uh, stole the blessing, and particularly the last time the, the birthright was given to him and not to his brother. So no wonder he was so fearful in this situation. Dick, let's uh, get into this very interesting life study. I'm looking forward to it, not just for the story, but for what we're going to see that's really behind the story. Let's join Witness Lee. By reading this part of this holy word, we all can realize it uh, does give us a record of a most crucial experience of uh, one of God's children, people. This experience is so practical, so uh, 
personal and so I would rather say intimate. You have to believe the Lord God would never come to wrestle with a stranger. When I say he would not come, I use the word come not in the right way. In this portion of the word, you cannot find the word come. It doesn't say, well, Jacob been there considering uh, his trouble, the Lord came to wrestle with him. It says, just a man, wrestle with him. The man was right here. This means that the Lord had been all the time with Jacob. The Lord was there all the time with him. Now, the background. Why this reasoning happened? There was a reason. The problem of his brother Esau. After he sent his men, and his men brought back the news that his brother was coming with 400 men. My, I tell you, this really <laughs> threatened Jacob to death. To his understanding, Esau was coming to smite him. So he did something further after his prayer, as we have seen. He divided, you know all the cattle into nine droves with spaces and so forth. But after all this doing, he still didn't have the peace because the problem's still there, right in front of him. So after his folks, the wives, the servants, and the children all went over, he remained there alone. Why? Because he was desperate. Well, Jacob was remaining there and considering how to face the problem. To his surprise, a man wrestled with him. Of course, today, when we read this, we can realize this man was the Lord. But at the beginning of the wrestling, Jacob surely didn't realize that this man was God. He may have thought this man <laughs> was one of the 400 men to come to arrest me. So <laughs> I will not let him do it. But now I will ask you, why the Lord wrestled with Jacob as a man? The God of glory appeared to Abraham. But why here the Lord wrestled, not appeared, wrestled with Jacob as a man? Let me say this. Nearly with all of us, beside the Lord's appearing at the time when we got saved, beside the Lord's visitation in our fellowship with him, at least sometimes there was the Lord dealing. At the beginning of the dealing, you didn't realize the Lord was there. You thought that was your husband. You thought that was your wife. Right? 
actually or eventually you realize my God was there eventually in our experiences we all realize oh that is the Lord the Lord is there the Lord is there it was not my husband wrestling with me but the Lord it was not my dear wife dealing with me but the Lord it was not the circumstance but the Lord we know all the others don't know but we know we know Dick I have always enjoyed this story because we have all had our own wrestling matches over the years. That's true. And like Jacob, we usually don't have an adequate realization of exactly who it is that we're wrestling with, do we? No, we don't. Many times, as Brother Lee mentions, even in this message, uh, we may think apparently we're wrestling with our wife or struggling with a co-worker or with a, another brother or even with a circumstance or an environment. But ultimately, uh, it turns out that there is just someone there realizing that uh, we need to be dealt with. And it's quite interesting in this uh, account, it doesn't say that the Lord came, and it doesn't say that the Lord left. The Lord was always there, and when there's a need for some dealing, the Lord is there to help to deal and to get through what's just the natural man with a natural strength. And uh, I consider my own experience, even when I was young in the Lord, there were certain things that I wanted to do after college, uh, playing football and this type of thing. And uh, I was wrestling apparently with circumstances and ideas and everything, but eventually I was just wrestling with the Lord. Many times we get into a situation like this, we find out we're not just wrestling with a circumstance or a person, but really with him. And eventually Jacob realized, wow, this is the face of God. Apparently it was a man. Maybe it was one of Esau's 400 men to come to uh, kill me. But no, it was the Lord wanting to get through to perfect me a little further so that I could express him. So... A lot of times we don't realize who we really are wrestling with, but it turns out that it's the Lord for the fulfillment of his eternal economy. Thank you, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of today's life study from Genesis 32. You see, the Lord remained there and wrestled with Jacob to expose Jacob, to uh, make Jacob know how natural he was. You read these three chapters, chapter 31, 32, uh, and 33, you can see how natural Jacob was. So he was absolutely unable to express anything of the Lord. His expression was fully of himself. He was so natural. To a certain time, the Lord touched Jacob where the sinew of the side was. We all know the sinew, the side, is the most strong part. The strongest muscle. The Lord touched that. Right away, Jacob became crippled. By that, Jacob realized this wrestler 
This one <laughs> who must be greater than me. So he asked this one to bless him. I don't believe by this time Jacob realized that this one was God. Not yet. After touching him, the wrestler said to him, Please let me go. And he said, No, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The Lord asked him, What's your name? You know, the Lord did know his name. <laughs> Why did the Lord ask him, What's your name? That is to remind him. Ah, to cause him to realize who he was. So he admitted he was Jacob, a supplanter. <laughs> then the Lord said, Okay, from now on, your name should no longer be called Jacob, but the wrestler with God, Israel. Many Christians know Israel means the prince of God. It may mean that, but that is secondary. You go to the best lexicons and best translations. They all agree with Israel means a wrestler with God. I don't believe by then he realized that was God. Yet he would like to check out by asking, what's your name? The Lord didn't tell him. The dealing Lord in our experiences is always a secret. Without telling his name, the Lord blessed Jacob. That's all. You couldn't find a verse in this portion that tells us, then the Lord left. You may ask me, where was the Lord then? I was still there. The Lord didn't come, neither he went away. He just wrestled. How about today? Even the more. The Lord would never leave us. He is all the time with us. When the dealing is needed, then he just renders the dealing we need. He never leaves us. After this, Jacob fully realized that was the Lord. Because he named that place, Penel, the face of God. He said, I have seen God face to face. So she fully realized that he has seen God. Dick, it would be very easy to misinterpret this story or even misapply it to our own experience. God's wrestling with Jacob was not meant as a punishment for him for some sinful act or shameful behavior, was it? No, it was not. What was God trying to get at in Jacob? The tremendous point here is that God was trying to get a man who could express him. So he was perfecting Jacob in order to express God. Because up to this point, and as you see these chapters, you see a person who is absolutely expressing nothing but himself, his flesh, 
his natural man, his conniving, his shrewdness, his craftiness, and not even just his evilness, but even his goodness and his sharpness and his cleverness. So at this point in time, by wrestling with Jacob, God was really trying to perfect him to be a man who could express God, because this is God's original heart's desire and good pleasure, as we saw even from Genesis 1.26, that we were created in God's image after his likeness so that we would be people who are filled with him, contain him, and express him. So he's wrestling with Jacob, trying to get a person who expresses God and not just the natural, supplanting, trickery Jacob. So this is the main point here. This is what God's trying to get at in Jacob. A lot of times, I think, when things befall us, we think this is God disciplining me or punishing me because I disappointed him with a a sin or some kind of failure. This is much more than that, isn't it? This is much more than that, yeah. Getting much deeper, even than our sinful acts. Yeah, you're right. Usually we get tricked by it. We think this is the thing God's trying to get at. No, he had a human being that was for his purpose, but his human being, Jacob, was totally unable to express God. So God was wrestling with him in order to perfect him, to get a man to express him. Thank you, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. After chapter 32, in chapter 33, Jacob was still Jacob. He was still planning, he was still dividing, he was still attempting whatever he could to face the situation. But this face, <laughs> there was no change in his way of living. But certainly there was a change in his life. What was the change in his life? Limping. Still trying, still attempting, still doing, still planning. <laughs> but a big difference in life. Life got touched. Well, don't try to imitate (laughs) this number verse. I do know, I have the full assurance to say this, as we are his chosen ones, and as we are in his hand, and we are also on his way. I know, I have the assurance to say that you are under his dealing. Why do you realize, or you don't realize, why do you recognize, you don't recognize, why do you admit, or you don't admit, the fact is that you are under his deal. Sooner or later, one time will come that you will have a sensation that you got touched by him. You just got touched. You could never be the same. You could still lose your temper. You could still be so weak. You could still be altogether a failure. But you could never be the same. The changing is not right now in the living. But the changing surely has occurred to the life. But not our living touched by the Lord. It was the inward natural strength. 
touched by the Lord. The natural things in your life have been touched. Christians mostly pay attention to our sin outwardly, the worldliness outwardly, the wrongdoings, and so forth. We never thought of that our natural life needs a touching. We all need such a touch. I do believe as long as we are on this way, we are following Jacob again and again under certain kinds of wrestling. Surely we'll have a deep conviction. We got touched. The Lord just touches in the certain uh, crucial point. And we could never be the same. What a difference. What a difference between our natural concept and God's way. What a difference between the religious practice and the Lord touching. My, I don't like to hear so many instructions given to you all, but sure I like to see many of you one by one. Oh, one got touched. One touch by the Lord. Touching our natural life. Just one touch is much better than a hundred messages. This is all what we need. Well, Dick, there certainly is a natural concept, uh, even a religious concept, that what we need is more teaching, more correction. But this is not our real need, is it? No, this is not our real need. We need what Jacob needed to be touched by God. Really true. It's quite interesting that nothing affects us like the direct touch of God. If it's just mere teaching, mere correction, it can just be a life of imitation. I still like the illustration of a monkey attempting to imitate a man. And you may get this monkey to perform perfectly. Even he has a suit and a tie and everything. But as soon as the performance is over, off comes the tie, off comes the shirt, out comes the banana. The banana peel flies and he swings from the chandelier. The old monkey life comes back. So God's not interested and his way of perfecting us is not in the realm of imitation. But one touch from God, as Brother Lee mentioned, is worth 100 messages. <laughs> so his touch with us, like his touch with Jacob, is so that we will not be trusting in our natural man with the natural strength. Jacob was touched in the strongest part of his thigh. I, I remember a verse from the Psalms that says, God delights not in the legs of a man. This means the strength of a man. It's not by our natural strength, our natural man, that we're able to express God. So God must touch that strength in order that we would be people who trust in him and rely on him and not on our crafty natural life. Many times we pay attention to things like uh, sinfulness, uh, worldliness, and our wrongdoings, but we forget that even the good side of us is full of shrewdness by nature, all of us are Jacobs. We all try to carry out God's purpose by our natural strength and energy. So the Lord needs to touch this. And we need to pay attention just like he did 
with Jacob to this fact that our natural strength and our natural man needs touched by him so that we become people who are uh, trusting in him, leaning on him, and living not by the natural life, but living by the divine life so that we can adequately express him for his purpose. Thank you, Dick. I have enjoyed today's fellowship very much. Me too. Look forward to seeing you again. Me too. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.